0: Welcome to the Minor Touches to Major Impact podcast for nonprofits, where fundraisers get the strategies and the encouragement, the hope they need to continue to fundraise and see their mission fully funded. Today, we're talking about first things and savvy fundraisers, first things and savvy fundraisers. I'm David Oakes. Welcome to the show. We're talking about first things and savvy fundraisers. Jewish storytellers tell about the first murder in history. It's a cunning story that illustrates something the Jewish culture values supremely, something called first things. Now, first things matter to Jewish people and to savvy fundraisers. The story they tell and understanding this value of first things helps you to understand the story so much more. It's the story of two brothers, Cain and Abel. It's a story of jealousy, anger, murder, but it's also a story that highlights this Jewish value of first things things the story contrasts the gifts the two brothers make to God Abel a shepherd he brings the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his love flock. Important uh, phrase here is the firstborn lambs. Remember, this is a story about first things. So Abel, a shepherd, brings the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flocks. It was the best he had to offer. Not the old rascals that are <laughs> diseased and they've had their day. No, he brings the very best, the firstborn lambs. The are the ones that have the most profit potential in his business. On the other hand, his brother Cain, a farmer, he does not bring the first fruits, the best of his farming. The storytellers tell us that he merely brings some of his crops not the best that he has to offer. Jewish ears quickly hear and know the difference in the quality of these two gifts. One involves first things and the other does not. Now, in the days of these stories, when the Jewish God was pleased with someone's gift, he sent fire down from heaven and took it. When he was displeased, the giver would push his gift out there and he would sit and he would wait. Abel brings his first gift things offering. Fire falls from the sky with the intensity of a sonic boom. Boom! Everyone in the neighborhood knows what's going on and that something powerful has happened. Abel has brought an offering to God. And it's been accepted. Big whoop, this is a big deal. Now, not to be outdone, his brother, Cain, the farmer, steps forward and offers his second-rate offering. He quickly backs away to protect himself from the fireball from the sky. The neighborhood shields its collective eyes and covers its ears. Here comes the fire and the boom. And they wait. And they wait and they wait. No fire, (laughs) no sonic boom. For Cain, this has to be incredibly embarrassing, even humiliating in front of the neighborhood. Maybe it was during this long wait that Cain gets angrier and angrier. The Jewish god loved Abel's first things offering. Cain's offering of some normal stuff. He doesn't notice. You see the first and expensive watermelons at the beginning of the season, Cain ate for himself. Here in Georgia, when you go to the store at the beginning of the season, great watermelons go from for $7, $8, $9. $10. But at the end of the season, those watermelons, you can buy them for 99 cents a piece by the dozens by farmers on the side of the road. He gives these cheap watermelons at the end of the season to God. It was not something that God could overlook. It mattered. It mattered how the Jewish people handered, handled their first things matter a lot. This story is how two boys handled an offering their gifts to God. One involved first things, the other did not. And if you know the story, I'm sure you probably do, then you know how it ends. In a jealous fit of anger, Cain kills Abel. This story points to the power of first things in our lives. Now, I want to use this thing, this story and highlight some insights that matter to us as fundraisers. Number one, how we respond to first things matters. An organization that honors and celebrates first things cultivates a unique culture this culture of celebration and thanksgiving for first things it attracts resources this culture of celebration and thanksgiving serves up a let's do it disposition throughout the entire organization a nonprofit that doesn't celebrate first things a nonprofit that doesn't notice First things demonstrates a tendency toward mediocrity that shuts down major investment from people. First things hold a unique power and place in our lives and even in our culture. There's that first birthday and how we celebrate it with our children. There's that first car. I have a picture. I've had lots of cars. But that first car, I have pictures of me. That first kiss, we talk about that is special. The first house that you and your spouse bought. What about that first child? Wow, well, you may have had many children, but then when that first child is conceived and that first child's birth is special, and then you keep up with that first child's first steps. I like to go in entrepreneurs and, and their businesses, and right behind the cash register on the wall, they'll ha- have in a special frame that first dollar that they earned in business. I bet you can't tell me who the second or the third man on the moon was, but we all know the first man on the moon, and we celebrated him Neil Armstrong. Barack Obama, if for nothing else, will always be remembered as our, here in America, our first African-American president. Now, you wouldn't know this, but I do, and that's who was the first black graduate at West Point. I know his name. His last name was flipper. The reason I know that is he was born here in Thomasville, Georgia, in the city where I live. He even has a special burial place with a little park dedicated to him. He was the first black graduate at West Point. The first of a lot to follow. So my point is, just like the Jewish culture, we actually respond to the first things in our sphere, in our world, in our lives. So my first point, how we respond to first things, it does matter. It does matter. My second point, is that good things follow when first things are celebrated and offered up in Thanksgiving. Successful people have a treasure trove of first things they honor. I've seen folks, uh, their child's first pair of shoes bronzed. Their first steps are memorialized in video. The first out. Fits of their kids sometimes are shadow boxed in their homes. We actually have two of those for our two children. That first dollar is framed for all to see. I'm not sure what it is or why, but something about making a big deal out of first things, it sets the universe toward favor in your life. Let's talk just for a moment about a donor's first gift. Knowing the power of first things, it doesn't surprise me that a study from McConkey International in the UK found that first-time donors who get a personal thank you within 48 hours are four times more likely to give a second gift. This matters a lot when we realize that out of the 10 new donors who gave to your nonprofit last year, less than two will ever give again. But celebrate their first gift well, and the chances that they will give again go up 400. You have to notice, though, there is that brief window of opportunity for that celebration to take place, 48 hours. First-time donors must retouched. They have to get that personal thank you within 48 hours. Penelope Burke, the author of Donor-Centered Cent- Donor Fundraising and Donor-Centered Leadership. She says that a thank you call from a boy- member in addition to maybe the executive director to a new donor, within 24 hours of their gift, it will increase the size of that next gift by 39%. Are you getting this? We can increase the odds of getting a second gift from a first-time donor by 400%, and that second gift, when it comes in, will be 39% larger if we put in the extra effort to honor that first gift. Wow, that's a big deal. Let's talk about a donor's first year of giving. You know, if when, if you will put a special date on the calendar where everyone who gives for the first time that year into your organization, to your mission, put a celebration party for all your first day, first year donors, invite all of them to come, ask everybody to come make it a high five, back slapping good time where you just Come, you just ask everybody to come, fund a big party, and ask all those first-year donors to come and say, "Thank you. By the way, go ahead and make a sonic boom, <laughs> Get some fire to come down from heaven. Celebrate them like crazy. You'll see, it affects how much money you'll get from those guys. In the following years to come, let's talk about another first thing, a volunteer's first time serving. When someone shows up to give their time to you for the first time, it's special. When they show up for the first time to volunteer, you would do well to celebrate it. Go nuts, go ham, go crazy uh, on that first time that they show up to serve make sure you're there. Brainstorm with your team all the ways that you can make a big deal out of and celebrate your volunteers on their first serving day. Go ahead again. Throw down some fire from heaven. All right, let me mention something else. Your potential donor's first engagement with your mission. When you do any event, make sure it's missionized. What do I mean by missionized? Listen to me. Events have become the fuel of of the fundraising engine for so many nonprofits. I'm talking about bank sales, golf tournaments, car washes, and black tie gallows from the cheap events to the expensive ones. Your event is not missionized when that event's purpose is just to raise money, when its highest purpose is to raise money. It's missionized when its highest purpose is to bring people into the the knowledge of the fantastic work of your organization, and then fundraising plays second fiddle to that high purpose. Missionize your bake sale. I'm not saying don't have events, have bake sales, but make sure when someone comes to your bake sale, make sure they learn about your mission and they buy baked goods strategize. How can we make sure everyone who buys a cake buys some cookies from us? They don't leave without being experts in the story of our mission. Missionize your golf tournament. Should you not have one? Heck yeah, do it and invite me. But listen, introducing people to your mission is the priority. Golfing becomes second priority. Brainstorm with your team. How can we make sure that everyone who comes to our golf perm- tournament gets on our mailing list, hears stories, meets some folks whose lives have been changed? Make sure you missionize that golf tournament. Missionize all your fundraising events where new people will be, will be exposed to your mission for the first time and... Raise money in the process. You see, first things matter to Jewish people and they matter to us and savvy fundraisers make sure they take advantage of it. I bet you can think of even more first things that matter and should matter to fundraisers. Let me know about them. I want to (laughs) write, I want to write about them too. All right, that's our show for today. Listen, don't do fundraising alone. If you're fundraising by yourself, how lonely that must be. Get in touch with me. Consider joining our Minor Touches to Major Impact monthly coaching group. Uh, Talk to me. I'm telling you, it's within your power you can do that. So do not keep fundraising along. I'm going to send you away encouraged. Always remember, we are proud nonprofit leaders on a mission to create a changed world. We're not begging. We're not pleading. We are inviting humanity to partner with Providence, to see injustice become justice, to see wrongs become righted, and to leave the world we found in a better place. So until next time david oaks reminding you it's the minor touches that lead to major impact so long